BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. A little doggy. Today is Thursday, uh, October 20th, 2022. It's about five after two in the afternoon. My guest today is the formidable researcher and journalist Ron Kessler, with whom I was pleased to work many times in my career at Fox News. Ron is an expert on, among other things, the Secret Service and the FBI, two uh, topics that are very much in the news today. Ron, it's a pleasure. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What What is the core problem with the FBI today? I love that question because it lets me, uh, you know, give the truth in my opinion. And that is, it's not, as some conservatives have said, Mueller, who who emphasized intelligence. It was just the opposite. That was a very important uh, ingredient to rolling up terrorists. To, in the in the past, the FBI had done one investigation, for example, of the uh, first World Trade Center bombing and then rolled it up and that was the end. Now they focus on developing sources long range to stop attacks. And that's why we have not had a successful terrorist attack since 9-11. Now, obviously Mueller screwed up as as uh, general counsel. And it's not a problem now. Uh, I think the, uh, ra- the so-called raid or search of uh, Mar-a-Lago was totally justified. Obviously uh, Trump was engaging in obstruction these documents were so highly classified that they could have very well included, for example, uh, uh, options for retaliating against Russia in, in the event of a nuclear attack, um, uh, names of, of spies that we recruited overseas, penetrations of Putin's inner circle, incredibly, incredibly valuable, uh, sensitive information. And I think, you know, Trump just took it as trophies, you know, it made him feel important. Um, but Clearly, uh, under Comey, the FBI became totally corrupt at the top levels, not you know, on the level where they go after uh, the mafia and they, they find kidnappers and everybody who deals with them is always impressed with the agents themselves. But Comey uh, set uh, a, uh, an atmosphere that allowed these abuses to occur. He himself uh, uh, did not... Uh, indict, uh, even though it wasn't his uh, role to indict, Hillary, when very clearly she did violate the Espionage Act, just as I believe uh, Trump did with his documents. Um, and we had- let me, let me stop you for just a minute, because I, yeah. I agree with something you just said, and I want to bore into it a little bit. And in my experience with the FBI is when they testified uh, in my courtroom, and obviously, there may be some interaction uh, outside the courtroom as well. And I've always been deeply impressed with their professionalism, and their courtesy, their intellect, their education, and their training. 
Uh, my beef with the FBI is management. It's not the guys in the field that catch the bank robbers or stop the terrorists or or infiltrate the mob. It's it's their bosses. So in one of John Durham's uh, trials, the case against Michael Sussman, Hillary's former lawyer, who was indicted for lying to the FBI, uh, Mr. Sussman's lawyers got the FBI agents on the witness stand to admit to the fact that they lie to people they interrogate. We know that. And there's Supreme Court case law that says they can do it. But he also got them to admit that they lie to each other and that they lie to their bosses and that their bosses lie to them. And it took the jury about 30 minutes to acquit uh, Mr. Sussman because they didn't know whether to believe anything that came out of the FBI agent's mouths. So from whence comes the culture of lying? Bilateral, across the board, and up and down. As I said, it was a, a, a corrupt culture at the leadership level. And of course, that that included agents working on these cases sometimes because of the direction they got or they were uh, prevented from following leads that they should have uh, followed. But but here are the two main, main outrageous items that occurred. One, when the FBI opened an investigation into whether there was uh, uh, corruption from Russia, uh, collusion. Uh, that was based on this uh, Papadopoulos, this low-level aide, meeting with an ambassador in London and saying that the, Soviet, uh, the Russians uh, uh, have information that could be damaging to uh, Hillary and, and, uh, or, or, or Trump and uh, that uh, they would be willing to offer it. Well, that showed no culpability on the part of Trump. He didn't even hear about this, let alone accept this information. And yet they opened an investigation based on that. I mean, they they could have just interviewed Papadopoulos, but instead it was this wide-ranging investigation into the whole issue of uh, collusion with Russia. And then, and this is something that I wrote about in the Washington Examiner, no one's picked it up. It, it's even more damaging than the first uh, investigation, and that is after Trump fired uh, Comey as FBI director, uh, Andrew McCabe, the deputy, became FBI director. And what did he do? He opened an investigation specifically targeting Trump, whereas before there was no specific targeting of Trump. And what did he base that on? He said in his book, and this is just unbelievable, he said that Trump appeared on Lester Holt, NBC, and uh, Trump said, when I fired Comey, I thought about this Russia thing. But then he went on to say, but I knew that by firing Comey, I was prolonging the investigation and I wanted it to be done properly. Where did that appear in uh, Andrew McCabe's book? Nowhere. He admitted that. He um, totally misconstrued, misrepresented what Trump had said, and yet based on, on this misrepresentation, he opened an investigation into Trump. It's, it's was there. And he also recommended the appointment of a special counsel. Was there an inclination uh, amongst the senior management of the FBI that it was their duty to prevent Trump from becoming president or frustrate him or drive him out of office? I mean, was there a political animus against Trump, I'm pretty sure the answer to this is yes, but you're the expert. Was yeah. there a political animus against Trump or a personal animus sure. Uh, sure. against Trump on the part of senior FBI management? 
Well, we certainly saw that on the part of Peter Strezek, who was in charge of the investigation uh, and had day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, gave day-to-day -day directions. And he said, we're going to get Trump. We're going to get Trump. Uh, and uh, but, but what created that atmosphere and, and allowed it to, to fester and allowed a situation where, where Strezek could actually voice those opinions uh, to, to another agent, all that came under Comey and, and the culture that he created. So it all goes back to Comey. It's not, it's not you know, some endemic problem in the FBI. It's something that happened under Comey. Totally outrageous, totally unforgivable. Switching to the uh, Secret Service, whose uh, text messages uh, on January 5th and January 6th, 2021, mysteriously have disappeared. Is there a level of corruption there? Was there an animosity toward Trump there? Is there a level of incompetence there that the public needs to know about? I think it's incompetence. You know, they, they have never been very good at their own internal uh, computer systems. Uh, I know it's hard to believe that this could happen, and yet I, I, I think it did happen that way through incompetence. And in fact, you know, the, the agents love Trump, and, and he loved them back. I, I interviewed Trump once at Mar-a-Lago overlooking the pool, and I, I said, how do, you, how do you like being protected by the Secret Service? And he said, it's great. You know, I'll be playing golf, and there'll be 20 agents all around me, and they're all looking in different directions, so they never see when I miss a ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, Trump does have a great sense of humor. Yes. He but does. What, what's the story with the mysterious... Uh, disappearance of their uh, text messages. It's got to be intentional. They couldn't just all have disappeared on their own. Well, it, it, it's hard to uh, imagine, but I, I I don't see any motive for, for uh, getting rid of the messages at all. Um, you know, the, the Secret Service performed well overall. Uh, they weren't covering up, which they certainly used to do under Obama, especially whenever there was a penetration of uh, the White House. Uh, it was It was because of the Secret Service screwing up. Actually, after Trump appointed his own Secret Service directors, there have been no intrusions at the White House, no screw-ups, nothing embarrassing. But of course, you'll never see that in the press. Uh, and uh, in fact, you'll see some implication that it's the opposite. Has the culture of, let's go back to the FBI, has the culture of the FBI under Chris Ray, the current director, continued, the, the Comey lawlessness, the Comey bravado, the Comey starting criminal investigations without even articulable suspicion, the legal standard, about the person who is the subject of the investigation, or have things changed? Things have changed. You know, uh, Ray issued various instructions and, and uh, uh, indications of what's going to befall agents if they do anything along those lines that occurred under Comey, and there haven't been any problems. There, there simply have not been, uh, you know, which is pretty unusual. So, uh, I know there's a lot of fulminating on, on the right about this, and then there's agents from the old days saying, oh, things should go back to the way they were. When, we, when I was an agent, uh, a lot of times agents are more interested in how they were treated, uh, what their comfort level was, than in the actual facts. And one example is Louis Free. Louis Free was one of the worst uh, directors, and yet agents loved him because he would go jogging with them, and he was a former agent, and yet 
there was one scandal after another under him, directly attributable to his instructions, such as uh, the Wenho Lee scandal and uh, laboratory scandals and others. Why doesn't anybody in the FBI ever prosecuted for these scandals? And maybe one or two serious, serious espionage prosecutions. I think the guy's name was Miller, but and then there's Robert Hansen. But all of the corner cutting and commencing of criminal investigations without articulable suspicion, nobody gets in trouble for it. Yeah. No, the only person was was a lawyer uh, who fabricated a... a, a Oh, Kevin Kleinsmith, some 27-year-old wet behind the kid, wet behind the ears right out of law school, a kid. Nobody yeah. else, they, threw, they threw him out of the bus. Nobody else got in trouble for all yeah. the FBI did to Trump. Yeah. Now, well, you know, some of these decisions are not necessarily criminal. You know, if if uh, Andrew McCabe decides to open an investigation uh, uh, without any real basis, you know, it can be an iffy kind of uh, prosecution, but it still could happen under under Durham, I think, if anybody's going to do it, he will. Okay. Ron Kessler, always a pleasure. I hope you come back and join us again soon. Love to. Thank you. Josh Napolitano for Judging Freedom.